Two Guys Talking Nostalgia Engine is here. And we need your help. Two Guys Talking has begun stockpiling reviews of great, classic movies, and we want to know what you want us to review. Access twoguystalking.com now and tell us which classic movies on DVD and Blu-ray we should put into the Two Guys Talking Perspective Review crosshairs and help us fuel the internet's best repository for engaging, nostalgic feature film reviews. Access twoguystalking.com and click any one of the Nostalgia Engine pictures. Tell us which movies you want right now. Action, horror, comedies, even the occasional rom-com. Access to guystalking.com. That's the number two, guystalking.com. The Nostalgia Engine. Ride in nostalgic style while you listen. Twoguystalking.com. S.H.I.E.L.D. It's an organization that both exists and doesn't exist all at the same time. For those in the know, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement, and Logistics Division, is the counterterrorism and intelligence agency run by Director Nick Fury. Its global reach, with thousands of operatives with differing skill sets across the globe, continues to grow. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s activities have been documented for a long time, both in comic books and feature films. Those legendary tales now transfer to the smaller screen in a weekly series on ABC, via Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the findings of a crack team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. This is the detailed review of those chronicles. Set your life model decoy to take care of life's business for now. It's time for another episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast from Two Guys Talking. The origin of heroes can be one of the most memorable experiences a fan can have. How they came to be. Their rise to responsibility. The marveling at their power. But what happens when the hero turns dark, almost villainous? We'll find out inside this episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 20, The One Who Will Save Us All. Because it's time for another episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. A complete, detailed, and always educational review of each and every episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC and Hulu Streaming. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Nicholas Jahern, your other host. Nick, some quick housekeeping. Free field training. Nick, I have been compiling the monetization packet for free field training for the last two days money 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 it's a ton of work but the cool part is that tommy's audience is just massive yeah and he is now just ripe for monetization plunder and i cannot wait to help find him ways to make money to monetize his skill set now for those that are not familiar with free field training free field training is the best online repository of videos and audio podcasts that will help those of you with any interest at all in either security or law enforcement find your way go check it out right now over at freefieldtraining.com you can also check out all the podcasts right now over at freefieldtrainingpodcast.com a call for input the season is ending quickly 
for this season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so Two episodes left. In, in, in addition to our wonderful requests during each of our episodes, although the last couple of episodes, I have to tell you, because the banter's been so good, I've completely forgotten to throw in some formal calls to the audience on what you actually think of what's going on. Not just the <laughs> not not just the bullet points I want you to talk about, but just to tell us what you think is going on. And so this is one of those. This is a formal call to all of you to tell us what you think of this season. One of the things that we specifically don't ask you guys for is, so what do you think of the run of the season? We don't ask that because typically it doesn't get an answer. Mm. Uh, we'll always get response and intake for if we ask questions about something specific uh, but that general ask we don't usually do so here it is tell us what you think of where this season has gone and how this season has gone over at agentsofshield.tv click anywhere on the right hand side of the page fill out the quick web form and tell us what you think nick enough it's time to go over and talk to the one who will save us all Sponsored by Acoustica's Mixed Craft Recording Software, Blogger's Bug, and the St. Charles Office Center. An unrelenting soundtrack. The beginning of the front end of this episode. Go back and listen to it really quick, everybody. Yeah, go back. Because what it reminds me of is, frankly, our housekeeping music. It's that running definitively adventurous, positive, uplifting soundtrack. And I love it because we get very much the same thing here inside this episode. It's one of the many times I like to talk about the soundtracks inside of Marvel stuff, but this one in particular, because it's the front end of the episode, instantly gets you running and prepared for what's to come inside the episode. Great stuff. Effects from the big show, but in the smaller show. The whole front end of this episode is just extraordinary. The detail that's shown inside of this little mini model ship, whatever, blah. You know, wow. I, I can remember vividly back in back in the day when, when Star Trek had center stage, <laughs> how cool it was to show details on models and stuff. Right. And obviously, I'm guessing this is probably a CG ship, hmm. but the detail on it is, is, is just extraordinary. The, the views of it are extraordinary inside of every single instance that we get, whether it's here or later in the episode with the Zephyr. And I, I, I just, I love that we can get this super high bar of quality when you're talking about special effects inside of a television-based show. And I'm going to, I'm going to reuse that word, special effects, because those are always stellar. Later on in this episode, I will be pointing out some uh, questionable makeup effects which I have had problems with in the past where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been concerned. But when they do anything graphic-wise, especially with the Zephyr or anything in the sky, it has always been great. Mm -hmm. I remember we, we've compared how great the CGI for at least the last two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was compared to those horrible eight episodes of Marvel's The Inhumans. Mm -hmm. Blah, crap. All of them. All of them, and yeah, every all eight episodes, mm -hmm. you can't squeeze, you can't take those episodes squeeze and squeeze out enough to compare to the level of quality mm -hmm. that Agents of Shield has always had. And yeah. I, I love that we're still we're at two episodes away from the end of the season and maybe even the end of this show, but they still have a high bar of quality, and I love it. Yeah, definitely not to give the not to give that series any platform that I don't want it to give. But did you know that the dog was actually based on real dog footage? 
I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Lockjaw was based off of a real dog, real dog, actual footage yeah. of a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. I did not know that. In fact, I'm going to try and see if I can find some more, believe it or not, details behind the scenes video wow. stuff about that. But I read that in, a, in an article online. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the Remorath? Very interesting. When I went to look at it, of course, what I saw was nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I love that. I love that this show and that Marvel in general will dare to use this platform as the launching space for things from space Mm -hmm. inside of a now giant cinematic universe that has all kinds of space stuff in it already. Right. And so they could go and try and shoehorn whatever is inside of the comic books into what they've got here. And they don't. They go and they start making their own stuff. And I really appreciate the attention to detail that they not only make with that, but then tack onto and add onto exponentially. Mm. I think that's brilliant. I think, and it's two folds here. I think one thing, one reason why they have to create new races is because their hands are tied. Mm-hmm. Marvel and Disney don't want to waste, and and I'll say it, they don't want to waste a good copyrighted property on their TV show when they could shove that into a movie mm-hmm. and make more money off of it. Mm-hmm. So I understand. In a way, it's actually it actually helps the the writers cuz it brings them to a challenge. They they are challenged to come up with something fresh and original instead of just being able to rely and go into the old a who's who of Marvel and flip through some pages and put their finger down and go, okay, so we're going to introduce these guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And their origins already written out here. Hey, our job's done for the, for the day guys. We can go and have lunch early. No, no. I like that. I like that sometimes having their hands tied means they get to be creative. Mm-hmm. And these guys, it's a weird, wacky race. I and mean, it, it is quite creative. I also love that they're using more than one. Because it could yeah. it could be really stupid simple where just like in the front end uh, loads of the episodes we got the Cree mm-hmm. oh it's the Cree and the look Kree. there's five different Cree awesome and that's not what we got here at all should anyone be going anywhere alone at this point no no I I, I don't think so uh, even though Mac is massive which by the way the last couple of episodes I've actually wanted to mention this because what they'll do is they'll in a camera shot, they'll have Mac and, like, May. Yeah. And the difference between Mac and May is probably about 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mac is a huge, gigantic dude. Even even since his inception inside the show, he's packed it on. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he is a massive man. And inside of this episode, it doesn't matter how large you are, especially if you're up against potential aliens. Mm. The aliens will destroy you without even thinking about it. And so I, I was curious, although I understand the want to throw Mac out on his own because he, frankly, doesn't trust anybody else that he can be along with because they all yeah. threw him in a cage. Mac's hurting. Uh, I get it. I, I totally get it. But no one should be alone at this time. It's just like a horror movie. Everything goes wrong when you decide to split yeah. up. Hey, everybody, let's split up. We'll be able to cover more ground. No, you idiot. Stay together. Go, go, crazy juice. So here's the crazy juice again. I think I called it go, go, crazy, kill, kill, juicy, juice, juice, something. Something the crazy kill juice from from the future is here in the present. Here it it is again. That's right. And Not just for Kree's anymore. It's for everybody. (laughs) Anybody who needs to lose all semblance of critical (laughs) thinking, here we go. Yeah. 
And so here it is again. The, in fact, the capsule looks akin, too. So it's obviously got that Colt 45 influence, right. but it all looks the same forever. Another cement pillar punching. I love this. I love it when they even pull it out for just shows like this show on ABC slash Hulu streaming. It's the best way to show... <laughs> Power. Your, the power. The power of somebody's punch. It's amazing. And I I love it, not just because it's effectively used here, although way too short. Mm. Uh, but it's also used inside of one of my favorite feature films, which I watched on Saturday morning, just out of the blue. I don't know why. I saw it online, and so I watched it. And it's The Matrix. Ah. Dude, that is just such a movie. It's such a movie, and we've got to do a perspective. Oh! We actually have a perspective Whoa. review. Of well, that. how about that? And I remember the perspective review also because inside it we use uh, Matt Bauer, who is the dynamic firearm instructor for Sovereign Arms inside of that review. It's extraordinary stuff. We'll link it up inside the show notes for this episode. He details every single weapon that's used. Obviously, the Matrix is completely off the wall, mm-hmm. quite yeah. literally. But what we do talk about inside of that is the rationalization for using those weapons and what would happen if they were using those weapons. Uh, The damage is incredibly appropriate that we talk about inside of it. What's not so appropriate is being able to do springy cartwheels for 700 yards and all that I can dodge bullets right yeah that's... I know kung fu <laughs> none of that none of that is true but it's all talked about inside the matrix perspective review check it out over at two guys talking.com forward slash matrix or just link up to it inside the show notes look at this ship set are you kidding me there's a walkthrough inside of this episode slash movie, and inside of it, there's about 700 yards of of ship set, and I love that. I, I love that the production design team can take the time to make enough ship that you can walk around in, literally, and look like you're in this massive ship, except, of course, we know, we both know, you're not. It's walking around corners and rounded corners and... And, and doors that are effectively put into place and then making sure all the video is synced up. But it is so wonderfully portrayed here because it all looks like an alien ship. There's never a piece of this where I go, oh, hey, look, another set. It's incredibly well put and used inside this episode. I'm going to have to disagree. I found it very bland. And this is, this is the danger that this show now has stepping into alien territory because in the first half we weren't on an alien ship we were on a chunk we were on a sophisticated well from the 70s but a sophisticated building that was built into the earth that survived the earth turning into crumbs of earth Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a spaceship Mm -hmm. it was man-made right this looks man-made there wasn't anything that screamed alien culture to me now if you watch Infinity War, we're on a handful of space. Spoilers, everybody, in Infinity War, there's spaceships and aliens attacking Earth. What? And you're actually in some of these ships, and these ships look like spaceships. So for me, anytime we were on this giant, it looks looks like a spaceship from the outside. It does look like it's an alien ship from somewhere other than our galaxy. Mm -hmm. Inside, just a little bit underwhelming for me. Another mention of Hydra. Uh, who's going to be the one to tell them that they're down to one Hydra? 
Because apparently, well, talking to everybody inside of this episode, they still think that there's some mass team. Man, we've been talking to Hydra for years, yeah. and they're, they're, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. It, uh, it, it reminds excuse me. Excuse me, alien guy who looks like a human. There is no more Hydra. Right. It, it reminds me very much, and this is not tooting my own horn, so please don't hate. <laughs> uh, but when someone goes, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a podcast network. When I, when I hear them tell me that, I'm, I'm waiting for this next shoe to drop because typically it will turn into, yeah, there, there's three shows. And I'll go, that's awesome. Exactly how many shows constitutes a network? I would say more than two. So three, yes. More than two, less than 100. <laughs> I, I, and it's really, it really is not quantity. You, right. could have a, you could have a network of three programs as long as they're solid, ongoing programs. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically, you will find one of the four descriptor words that I've just used, right. however missing, <laughs> right. from anything inside of what is a network of podcasts. But it reminded me very much of it, where before, mm-hmm. you'd go Hydra, and everybody would kind of look around, oh, and, oh. around and, and then they'd walk up to their best friend and go, hey, Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> now it's who? Yeah. Well, now it's, uh, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is the macaroni and cheese ready? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm glad that we finally get to it inside the remainder of this episode right. because it, it, they don't have to wonder. I just were they just trying to talk game as they get the people on uh, aboard the aboard the ship to talk about more of what's going on with Hydra. Very interesting. We'll talk more about it here inside this episode. Another squunching, squishing, crunching moment. These have all been stellar, and this one is no exception. There is another one. This is just the guard slash guy that shing puts out his foot long razor sharp spike and yeah. isn't appreciated by by our super duper awesome upgraded Talbot upgraded Talbot right Talbot upgrade that's awesome and uh, it's perfect the, the, the first is the crunching sound there's him closing his fist and then the rest just kind of happens as a matter of course I, I love it and we're going to talk about it again later but what I would really like to have happen is where he just like, and you can see it happen as the episode goes on, his patience level just, com- it starts as like, hey, that's a pretty neat gap you've got there. <laughs> and then the patience just absolutely, con- it continues to dwindle down and then next to nothing. Yeah. And what I am looking for, and I hope that they will, I swear, please, writers, I know that this has already been filmed and is already in the, already in the can and blah, but what I would like is where someone just does not instantly do what he wants, and there's an entire array of people, and he just goes, and, and like they all just turn to these little black pieces of powder with, with smears on the walls from where the, right. the black ooze oozes out. And that's it. So basically, just like somebody going over dark helmets. Helmet, it, yeah, and, well, and getting the Schwartz grabbed around their their genitals. Right, it, it yeah. will be it will be the upgraded Talbot's liquefy mode, essentially. You where I, you know I don't have time for this like grape. The problem with having a dictator in power. Now, up until maybe twenty five minutes into the episode. You know, Talbot's looking like a pretty stand-up dude that's going to get behind and push through every agenda you think you want. And that's awesome. Until you realize he's interested in having all the power and being the one guy that will be making the calls and being the one guy that will save the planet. I am Earth's mightiest hero. Yeah. And then it all goes south, just like it does inside of every other story that we're familiar with at all anywhere on planet Earth. Exactly. Just like every other story. 
power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah there's a line when they're on the ship getting ready to meet mr i'm in i'm in charge of this ship but i look like a human uh where where colson even asked so what's what what about the the two personalities screaming in your head well they're they're quiet now they just needed a general to put them in line really because you were kind of psychotic yeah. beforehand. Yeah. You you, oh, you oh, were and, scrambled eggs. Yeah. Oh, and the gravitonium and the several personalities that also live inside of that. Right. That, well, the, the, those personalities in your your cheese is off the cracker. The, the cheese has left the room. <laughs> the cheese got on the bus and is, is headed out of town. And there just seems to be so many things falling into place that are so... I, I don't want to say... You know what? I'm going to have to say it. It's cliched that the most screwed up character doing what he thinks is right i can fix this i can in his messed up mind i can fix this i can fix this plugs himself into the gravitonium survives getting 100 percent of it infused with him where genetic super soldier ruby couldn't take eight percent can organize the screaming personalities in his head because he's a general and has absolute control over his power right out of the gate. I mean, Coulson even says it usually takes, you know, a, a superhuman a while to learn how to control their powers, and you just passed through the tutorial and went up to boss level. Ah. For me, especially with this being episode 20 of a 22-episode season, it kind of seems like we're we're rushing something here. And I may be wrong, I may, and I hope I am, but... Right now, we're we're falling into a cliched beat for beat for beat where Talbot upgraded Talbot is concerned. Because I'm not going to call him Graviton until somebody else does. He's upgraded Talbot. Yeah. I, I think I will agree in that it's fast, but that a character inside the episode or storyline can point at it, I'm okay with it then. Yeah, at least they um, are pointing it yeah. out, and I do appreciate yeah. that. That, that is almost always the fix that I find that is, mm. it's at least satiating for me. Really, something like this, I kind of look at it and go, look, if they can notice it and they're able to glide by it inside of the pacing and nothing else is goony, I'm okay. Mm. But there are many series that don't do that. Right. In fact, not only do they not have the character pointed out, it just accidentally happens. Very much like the most recent Star Wars film. Nothing. <laughs> the go-go kill-kill juice didn't. Well, then it did. And I'm really glad we got this because if nothing else, it's evolution of the juice maybe or that it has just different impacts on different races of people, which I, I, mm, true, I, I've, true, actually, yeah. I've actually used that inside of storytelling inside of its game mastering, but dungeon mastering inside of science fiction gaming. I've actually mm. used that. So th that was awesome. I, I, I was I actually be, fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that uh, the, the go-go kill-kill juice has a different effects uh, on the physiology of different species. So, yeah, I w it, it wasn't a surprise to me that it took this long for that character to die after taking the... And not to mention the fact that he was also taken out. Mm -hmm. You know, usually when they take the go-go kill-kill juice... You're not going down. You're, you keep on going until you've either killed your enemy or you've been killed. So it was interesting to see somebody who has taken the juice be captured and actually questioned and then see them die. Mm -hmm. The hated process of black ooze oozing from one's mouth. 
Uh, this is something Mike doesn't like. I really don't like this. Although, I have to tell you, it was not nearly as egregious as other things that right. I've seen yeah. inside of especially Zombiedom. Zombieland. Where yeah. there, the, I, I do not understand, and, and, and I, will, I will agree with you that sometimes it's just for the shock effect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and fine, okay. But we don't have to use it all the time. Right. And, and I appreciate that we didn't get, like, a spray of black ooze falling out of the guy's mm-hmm. mouth when he finally dies. Right. This was tasteful. Mm-hmm. It was... Tasteful. That's an excellent word. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some... Drip, drip, drip. There, yeah. There's some tact used yeah. inside of it. And the, the, I think the other one that I can... We've t- already talked about the Matrix, but I can use that as well. Mm. At the end where, quote, Neo gets killed... Well, yeah, there's this smattering blood because he's gurgling up blood because he's been shot inside the Matrix, and that's what happens when you get shot. Yeah. Nothing good happens. You no. bleed internally, and when your esophagus gets penetrated, guess what comes up? And no. Not surprisingly, it's blood. So that was awesome, and it was appropriate, and mm-hmm. so I'm good with that. More detail about the Confederacy. Inside this episode, there's just enough detail given to me about what the Confederacy does and the agreement that has been made how long ago and what's involved. And it's done and out the door and the episode continues moving fast forward, running at full pace. Love it. Mm -hmm. I love it when things like this don't instantly bog down a story and they didn't do it anywhere inside the episode. Uh, The only thing that I could really say negative about this is that I wish this would have been introduced sooner because this is interesting. Mm -hmm. We have six different races represented here and i don't know any of them except for one right the the cree who sneaks his way out of the shadows halfway through the conversation to introduce himself and he has a very familiar name which Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know if you've been paying attention to this season it it should have been obvious that that was cassius's daddy Mm -hmm. what i love about it too is that it puts that pseudo bookend on the front end of the story that we were given for the front end of the episode. Yep. I love that. I love that. It's it's watching the writers and the production staff be considerate of us. Mm-hmm. And I love it every time that we see that. Collusions, Rajax, Astrons, and Remoraths. Oh my. Plus, two other warrior clans. Again, this is stellar detail. And we, and we know one of them is Kree, mm-hmm. so that's... Five out of six. Right. Uh, and I've got to tell you that one of those two clans might not be Cree. It might be something else. Well, Chrysanthemum was there. Well, yeah. I mean, not Chrysanthemum. I'm sorry. Cassius. Right. Chrysantha Daddy <laughs> was there. So one would assume that if he wasn't representing the entire Cree race, mm-hmm. he was just representing his house, I guess, yeah. his, his clan. Yeah. How can you make Glenn a, quote, resource when all the Gravitonium is in him? I'm going to find this very interesting. I hope that they come back to it. It may just be Mike Brain running aloof and thinking way too granularly. But I, I, and I know nothing about what, if he is Graviton. I have no idea what his power shape works like. I have no idea. But I'm guessing he can't just go, oh, hey, and he makes the Spider-Man hands and uh, an ounce of gravitonium comes out of his little wrist. I'm assuming it's not like that. Well, from what little I've seen of graviton, because he does not show up very often. 
when he does, most people who listen to the podcast know that I'm primarily an X-Men guy, but I do pay attention to what happens in the rest of the Marvel Universe. Graviton will pop up, usually going up against the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen him do anything like this. This spout out some Gravitonium and absorb somebody else. That is That is completely new to me. I don't know if it's ever happened in the comic books. If it has, I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. My big question about this is, since Upgraded Talbot absorbed that alien dude, does that mean his conscious is now inside his brain as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious. I, I, I mean, I would assume so. That's happened to everybody else that has been absorbed by Gravitone. Yeah, no, it, I, and I'm totally with you, and I would like to see that. I think that that would be an excellent, quote, skill set. Mm -hmm. If, you know, somebody wasn't doing what you wanted, and you had to unfortunately get rid of them, squanch, and when you do squanch them, he can then just go, and now the whole, the whole is absorbed, as is all the information and power and experience. Mm. Oh, hey, thanks for the pin to your cell phone. I'm going to call your hotties and make sure I get a good date tonight, whatever. It, it it would also be the only thing, the only saving grace in explaining Talbot's behavior as the episode progresses towards mm. the end. I hadn't thought of that. Because of that. If, if it in fact, because uh, uh, Simmons, there was a line Simmons threw out earlier in the episode where... Talbot's mental stability was concerned. Having that much gravitonium infused inside of him already with his his mental state after what Hydra did to him, she said that the likelihood of him having a psychotic break is imminent. Well, add on to the fact that he just absorbed yet not only another consciousness, but an alien mm -hmm. consciousness. The two dudes running who, around in his head were human. Who was head of whatever the hell the Confederacy Exactly. Right. So... so. If that is the reason why Talbot starts doing the things that he does, great. And I hope that we got two episodes left, so I hope that we actually talk about that in the episodes go moving forward. Because that is really the only excuse I would allow for Talbot's behavior. Yo-Yo doing what she wants. This is a very interesting layer of storytelling occurring here. And I hope everybody's paying attention. Because I think a lot of people are going to have Yo-Yo fall off the radar because it doesn't much matter right now. There isn't anything that's going on that Yo-Yo has any real control over. Until later in the episode, obviously. Mm. But it, it, it's a very interesting time now having her as a complete X-factor inside of all the decision-making process aboard the lighthouse. I mean, like, seriously. Yeah. And so all of you need to really pay attention to what's going on with Yo-Yo and her storytelling. I think that she can be the X factor, just like she was the, or just like she thought she was the finishing deciding factor inside of a previous episode, where in reality, I, I really don't think so. No. Uh, well, not especially no, because the more and more we look at this, and uh, as the episode goes on, I mean... I think we found the killer of worlds, the destroyer of worlds. Well, we it's it's, it's, ta it's got to be Talbot. We at least found the reasoning. Right. And and so I'm super curious to see what's going to happen. I want to see Yo-Yo react to the fact that, okay, I killed the ticking time bomb that was the destroyer of worlds. Oh, wait, she wasn't. Did I really just murder a, a, a troubled girl because I was pissed off that she took my arms? Interesting. That's what I want to, that's what I'm waiting to see. <laughs> The concept of having senses that go with the superhuman powers. 
in this case, speed. I find it terribly ironic that you and I were just talking about this. Mm. And inside of this episode, what you see is Yo-Yo acting in her super awesome speed power to get yep. punches in. Yep. And I, I, what I was really looking for, because I'm like, okay, Daisy's going to fight Yo-Yo. Interesting. Aren't we just going to get the, uh, inside of the Matrix, again, to refer to that, mm-hmm. what you've got inside of the, the subway station is where Agent Smith has got the, the Karate Kid drum action <laughs> going on. Drum technique. Yeah. Uh, go, going on on Neo, and I thought are, 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 that's going to be so cool if we get something like that. And we kind of got that a little bit, yeah. It, it, it was the second step down, go get what you need to moment, and it, it it was okay. It was okay. But what was completely missing, and I'm really glad that they focused on this, is that when you run super speed, you have to remember that. Do you also have the senses to react? To what's going on inside of your super speed. So that when you finish a move like super punching slash double punching, triple punching, whatever she does with Daisy, mm. are you then ready to, to react if there is if she has something offensive in regard to movement? And we find out here, no, <laughs> she doesn't. Right. Because she gets warbled inside of this episode, which I thought the effects inside of this were great too. I, the, the time that they took to have Daisy just wail on yo-yo inside of this scene in particular i Mm. really like that because it really does put into place if she can get her when she's either not paying attention or waiting for something to happen daisy's gonna kick her ass all day long well yeah well they both have very different fighting styles because remember daisy was trained by ward and then trained by may right but super so, speed, I'm going to move out of the way. Right, but we weren't using our powers at the beginning of this fight. And if you notice, at the beginning of that fight, there were a lot of punches landing, but not a lot of real impact happening. There was a lot of grabbing and tossing and then twirling over each other. It was very balleted. It was a dance. Nobody was really getting the upper hand. Nobody was kicking anybody's ass until Daisy, her hand started shaking. She wasn't using her powers, but she did activate her powers. Giving Yo-Yo, in her mind, oh, we're using powers. Okay. But then you also have to think. Now, Yo-Yo has super go-go gadget fists. Which she has no experience using, by the way. True. Now, Except once. What we have seen her with <laughs> the way that she uses the strength in her those fists, if she was using those properly at full power, we have no more Daisy. Or at least, at the very least, Daisy's ribs would be broken and there would have been no more fight afterwards. But the simple fact that Daisy just reacted to getting triple, quadruple punched in succession and and went back and then uh, quaked her shows that either Yo-Yo doesn't know how to use her fists correctly or she was holding back. And I would like to believe that she was holding back because she doesn't really want to fight Daisy she wants Daisy to understand, stop trying oh. to save Phil Coulson. Yeah. It's what destroys the world. Right. And this kind of gets back to my old time to liquefy moment. I mean, seriously, <laughs> right. That not only does Daisy know that she doesn't want to she doesn't want to liquefy Yo-Yo. No, we, no, we, no. We, we know that. But she also knows how to take and control the powers to do so. Right. And so you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And then there was an outfit. In a previous episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, you found imagery to go along with the show notes Mm -hmm. of Graviton. And 
you and I were lamenting that they hadn't found a way to represent him even even accidentally inside of how Talbot looked after getting graviton juiced. Yeah. Well, here it is. Yeah, here we and, we, we and got ourselves a, it, we got ourselves an outfit. It is really well done. Mm-hmm. I I want to again congratulate the production designers of creation process inside of this show, because if you look at the almost ridiculous white outfit that they have inside of the imagery that we found, right? A very mean, it, comic booky. It's yes. super comic yes. booky, and what they were able to take from the original comic book art and make inside of this. It really is something you have to take your hat off. To. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's incredibly well done. You guys have seen what it looks like inside the show, and I I, just, I want you all to have a, an ounce of appreciation for. They've grabbed the three ruby jewels that are on his chest. Yes, uh, they've given him a pseudo cape. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but just about everything else is completely different. And I, I I I'm so appreciative of what they've done. They've given him a complete transformation, but you look at it and go, look, it's Talbot in the Graviton outfit. Mm. Love that. This is an example of movie-level comic-to-movie mm-hmm. adaptation where mm-hmm. a costume is concerned. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I really appreciate the fact that they would take the time to do that on this silly little comic book show. Colson left in charge and pretzel logic. Boy, I love me some pretzel logic. I'm going to be using that now, although I, I also love the word squanch. So maybe squanch pretzel logic, something like that. Uh, anyway, that Phil Coulson gets left in charge just by order of he who has not yet been named Graviton <laughs> yeah. as Graviton leaves to go and grab some groceries or whatever. That's awesome. I, I, I love that, and I love that he, for at least the moment, has become a lieutenant of the man that is the most powerful Avenger in the universe. Yeah, yeah. The The fact that for the majority of this episode, Coulson does a fair enough job staying outside of Talbot's craziness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without or, or without he, pissing him off. Yes, he, he's able to take a couple of shots at what's going on to try and knock down the ego that just works inside of previous instances. Right. Later on it doesn't work doesn't at work, all. Doesn't work when he comes back. <laughs> right. At all. Because again, he's absorbed a consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I'd like to believe that crazy upgraded Talbot is battling voices in his head and isn't just a douche. Max take will be very difficult for him. To eventually get over. This is going to be another of those calling cards that you're referring to where we get to see if Yo-Yo is actually going to have a problem with her essentially being a murderer. Mm-hmm. This is very much the same where not only are there a couple of times inside this episode where Mac takes the stance of a stance he believes in period paragraph. Right. This is the one that I don't think he's going to be able to be able to get over himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this may be the little pee underneath the mattress for him for the rest of this season and then for the rest of however long the show is going to go, and right. I think it would be very well placed. Because there is, that that sense of distrust has either got to be dispelled or it's got to be replaced with something else. Yeah, yeah. The the fact that our our team is so, even though they are still working together, they are fractured. Yeah. And as we all know in storytelling, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. 
and even again, even though they are working together, this this whole fractured relationship between between characters and it, it crosses over everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's some there's a, a, a fissure between almost everybody mm-hmm. for one reason or another, and we're not going to be able to accomplish the goals that we need if we're all just keeping each other at arm's length because ah well you know I just don't trust you anymore. This is a, this is the point in time where we have to trust each other or else guess what crumbs of earth people crumbs of freaking earth. I would not be surprised and again we do not know if there will be a season 6. I I really hope I hope so still a couple more weeks before we find out or not. Moving forward, he has threatened it several times over the last few seasons. I think Max I I think Mac has had enough. I think if Mac continues to have any part of the spy business, it's not going to be with S.H.I.E.L.D. Making very gray questions, black or white. We are operating inside of an episode where the instant someone would ask you to take something that is incredibly gray Mm. and make it a yes or no answer, this should instantly be setting off red flags for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Like without even having the second thought think about it the instant that it becomes a yes or no thing something is wrong it doesn't mean that either of the people are wrong it means that there is something there's an influence inside of everything that's going on that's making the entire process wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the problem is that typically when the grays the gray questions become black or white there's almost always a time element involved i.e look you need to make a decision about this incredibly detailed thing that needs way more discussion than the time we have for right now. Right now, yes or no. Man. That's how it always goes. And that's the greatness of what happens inside of this episode with May. May literally looks at Yo-Yo and says, look, we're going to save Coulson. Get on board or get off. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love the drama that that creates. And anytime inside of any storytelling anywhere, when you take great questions, and this is a great question, as much as I love me some Phil Coulson, as do you. Hashtag save Phil Coulson. Right. The future yo-yo, although now that's actually been tainted too, because was she a murderer or was she not a murderer Uh back then? Uh So, uh, th- I, I, again, is that it continues to spin. It needs way more discussion than just a black and white yes or no answer. And I love that because it provides us with all kinds of excellent, the excellent kind of drama that you want from a show like this. Well, it's very similar to the situation in which Daisy puts Gemma in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I agree I, with that. I, it's the it's the whole it's it's not if you should do this. It's do you want Coulson to die? Well, no, I don't want him to die. Then you're going to do this. Right. There's no question. If you don't want him to die, you have to do this. So get to work. It's your top priority. So we but we have both females, both Daisy and May, who are spearheads of hashtag today Phil Coulson. They're both laying down the law. You're either with this part of the plan or you're out. So decide. And it's very interesting to see what Yo-Yo's decision is later in the episode. Yep. A not quite handshake and meeting ahead of a house we are incredibly familiar with. I love that there is no handshake for Talbot here when Talbot extends his hand in, in warm greeting. There's no interest at all. It's like, uh, I, right. You know, I've, 
I've got malaria on my hand. I well, can't and help we you. don't we don't know if it's whether or not that that custom is not Whatever. known, <laughs> or if it's just. I don't yeah, want to touch you because I have no interest. I don't want to touch you because I don't want whatever the hell's in <laughs> you to like suck me into you. Yes. So uh, yeah, we're cool. I, Yo. I, I think that we're incredibly clear <laughs> what's going on with that. The other cool part is that this is the front end where we finally get to see Cassius slash Daddy Cassius slash Daddy Chrysanthemum, whatever we're going to call him. And Pop Santhemum. <laughs> Pop Santhemum. There you go. And I love it. Again, it's that other piece of bread for a sandwich that you and I took incredible bites of mm-hmm. with super crispy fries and a, an excellent Diet Coke as we ate it all. It's the loop back to the beginning. It, yep. it really is good. It really is good. <laughs> Mentioning Thanos, outstanding. This is, without question, across every single movie, the best tie-through, tie-in, and impactful, really, because of what happens inside of a movie that only because of the branding has anything to do with what we're seeing here. Mm -hmm. There is course alteration inside of the storyline by the main character, the most powerful character, yes. inside of this storytelling. It, it is easily across every single instance of what's happened of that beautiful, gorgeous on-ramp that I talk about inside of this program into the cinematic universe. This is, this is the pinnacle. It is the pinnacle. This also explains away my trepidation early on when we came back from the future and we realized that Hale was working with a, an alien race, an alien partner of some sort. Because thinking, think, knowing that Infinity War was coming, knowing that Thanos was coming, and then having more aliens involved, I'm like, what? what, what why, are we, why are we so alien-focused right now? Because remember, we talked in the early half, wouldn't it have been great if Crumbs of Earth was because of Thanos? And it was because maybe the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. weren't there to help stop the big bad. Now, of course, spoiler alert, that's not how it goes down in Infinity War. And I'm not going to tell you how it goes down. And if you haven't seen the movie, please, guys, go. I know people who've already seen it three times. Look, I, I, we know way too many people that have seen the movie already. And they all <laughs> know that Coulson stands up and knocks out Thanos. Yeah, that's right. One grabs punch. the gauntlet and it's all done. So One they punch. all know that. They know that. So... The thing about this moment is that, yes, we mentioned Thanos. Yes, we now have our definitive tie in to the film. The most important thing, though, about this scene is the revelation that the Confederacy lied and never planned on helping Earth keep any alien attack away whatsoever. They were just using them until they got what they wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was the resources. Brilliant. Yes. It, it, it's it now brilliant. makes sense that there would be double alien stuff going on, and it has nothing to do with Thanos. Mm-hmm. This just happens to be something else that was going on, alien-related. And they were basically trying to bleed Earth dry of the resources that they wanted before Thanos showed up to, to basically destroy the whole thing. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. This is easily the pinnacle moment. Uh, not, not only inside the episode, but inside of any ever tie-throughs mm. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the cinematic universe directly. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more direct than Thanos, the words being used, seen in closed captioning inside of this series. I, I would say the only other thing that would be more as impactful is Hydra in yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. from season one. Yeah. So uh, again, here we are. We're bridging it. We're going all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, another impactful tie-in. And suddenly, layers of gravitonium under Earth's surface become all important. Again, we just kind of got done talking about this. But the fact that there are, or, and this is the part that I love. If I'm the guy that wants to make sure that that planet goes away, all I got to do are say the words, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, there's layers of gravitonium underneath there that we really got to get. Can you help us with that? Well, you know, you're you're strong. <laughs> but what if I told you we've got some other stuff here that if you absorb that too, you'd be the strongest there is. Right. Uh, just one catch. Uh, well, it's under the earth, and you're going to have to shake, rattle, and roll to pull it out and get it inside you. But once you're done... Most you'll be able to take Avenger, out Thanos right? yeah. himself. I, I love all of that. All of the all of the layered pieces, parts, especially the ones that are inside of Mike Brain, that instantly fire when I hear things like this. I just I love it. I absolutely love it. The only thing that kind of uh, itches in the back of my mind where Chrysantha Daddy is concerned is he seems a little bit too oily. He he seems like the the schemer, the planner. Very much like his son that he, well, no, because remember, his his oldest son is all for the glory of battle and we'll kick your ass and da-da-da-da-da. Whereas little Chrysanthemum was, oh, I'm, I like things pretty and we're going to have some tea and oh, crumpets. God, it sounds just like him. Things God, like that. Yes, I know. It's a spot on Im- imitation. <laughs> so to see, n- knowing that this is Papa Chrysanthemum, Acting as kind of a little the used car salesman is kind of a surprise because I figured he he'd be more of the commanding general that his little son kept on whining about all through the first half yeah. of of this season. And eh, not me. I, I kind of look I, at it this I, way. No, look, I'm not saying it's a ding. Look, I'm just look, saying eh, it took me by surprise. Look at what he did to Chrysanthemum. I mean, there's a reason. Again, I only have one child, and so it's it's a completely different paradigm. Oh, right, by right. the way, I'm also not an alien. <laughs> well, <yeah>. True. <laughs> but the, the, the fact is that, you know, you spill onto your kids whether you want to or not. And so if I look at the kid, I'm going to look at the parents, and I'm going to go, oh, well, obviously, Ma and Pa can't work your parents, dude. Right. <laughs> Making the first S.H.I.E.L.D. spaceship. More outstanding effects. You know, wow. The the whole thing of Mac begrudgingly getting another piece of the spaceship ready, the vertical, literal lifting of a spacecraft into orbit, then yeah. into space. All of this is just wonderful. And it's, by the way, it's inside of the last 15 minutes of an episode on television. Mm-hmm. You know, it again, you just, you can't paint the marks higher for the special effects stuffs inside of this scene inside of this episode. the Having seen the firing of the rockets inside of, I don't know, thousands of different videos and then experiencing them firsthand in 1998 myself, that is the sound that you hear, although it would be something different when you go and hear a rocket launch. Mm-hmm. Those are the flames and, and everything else that you see when rockets fire. Incredibly well done inside this episode. It was so well done that as soon as they left Earth's orbit, in the back of my mind, I said, and welcome to S.W.O.R.D. (laughs) Because S.W.O.R.D. is the space 
half of what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s the terrestrial. S.W.O.R.D. is the extraterrestrial. Mm. And there's they have a, a spaceship. They have a, they have a space station orbiting Earth that protects everybody from anything that's supposed to be coming from out there. Really? What and are they- I would love to see... I, again, I would, I've, I've talked about it in the past before. I would love to see S.W.O.R.D. be a complement to S.H.I.E.L.D., moving forward in the future of this show but you know that'll, that'll be another marvel show on another there we go agents yeah. of sword <laughs> it's and we'll we'll bring lieutenant wharf over when ratings get oh wait a minute sorry <laughs> wrong show hail lies tries and dies and there is the very small but squunched period on the sentence of hail well we said it Last episode, if Hale was going to have an ending, it needs to be on camera. And well, <laughs> then disappoint. She 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 got one. Yeah, and, and she got it for being the person that she is. I I I always appreciate that inside of any series. I love it when even if it's good people, that when good people that don't do the right things then get come up and for it. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, but I also appreciate it when decent people also get what they deserve slash what they were fighting for. I love it when they give that payoff and Hale's payoff inside of this episode is perfect. Right. It's it's like the old parable of the frog and the scorpion. You know, scorpion wants to get across the river. Frog's on his way over there. Hey frog, let me come up. No, you're gonna jump you're gonna sting me once you're on my back. Well no, hey that would be stupid. I sting you, you drown, I'm going to die too. Come on, let's go. So the frog, thinking, hey, logic, that's that's great. Starts the little journey, and halfway across the river, bam, he gets stung. And as the frog's getting ready to drown from the the poison, he, he asks the scorpion, well, why did you do that? You're going to drown now too. And the scorpion says, I had no choice. I'm a scorpion. It was in my nature. Well, <laughs> I, am, I am Hydra. Yeah. I am Hale. Yeah. I, I had to try. I had to try to take control of the most powerful Avenger ever. And and again, and, and she lies, she tries, and, and she, she dies. The S.H.I.E.L.D. team becomes POWs. I'm super curious to see where they're going to take that in the next couple of episodes, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm... I, I'm I love it that we are this close to the end of the season and we we have X factors almost across the board on everybody. There's a lot to resolve in 42 minutes times two. I'm telling you, we're not going to get anything resolved. You don't think so? I don't. I think it's going to be left up enough in the air that you have to wonder something. Hmm. And okay. the, 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 I think the, the get out of jail free card, by the way, I think we're renewed. I, I, I'm tired of thinking about it. Until I hear something where it says it's not going to be renewed, I'm not going to worry about it. We're renewed. Okay. I, 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 especially with the, if we look at anything that's going on with, with Infinity War, let's see them kill the program that has Phil Coulson in it. I just, I don't see it. Anyway, what can happen inside of the program is, and I think we've maybe talked about it once or twice, is that they've, they've made the show so that if this was the final season, it'll all still work. And the cool it'll all still work moment is, well, they all got killed when Thanos said, and half of, half of everybody's got to die in the universe. Okay. I mean, it could be that simple, and you would just shut up and take it, because what are you going to say? No, Thanos can't kill everybody on the S.H.I.E.L.D. team? 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. I but you know what I would say. He it, it wouldn't kill everybody on the team. Somebody's sure. got to survive. No, it, the Shield team does not does not a part of the universe make. It is it is check marks on a list, and half of all the check marks have to go. But away. it's totally random. It is totally random. So it being totally random, I don't see that all seven of our main characters mm-hmm. would fade out of existence. Right. Do you think eleven characters would go out of his, his existence just out of on chance? Do you think? Because guess what we just saw? <laughs> Multiple times in the span of a week. By the way, congratulations, because $1 billion in 11 uh-uh. days. Yeah. Dude, 11 days? 11 days. I just... I, that's a, that's I, incredible. I, I can't even, it's, I, I, it's infinity. It is infinity. <laughs> I, I don't... I, the only thing that's going to make more, more money is the second film. <laughs> yes, How, how does the second film yeah. not make more money than the first one? Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm super curious to see how it goes. Anyway, back, oh yeah, back to Agents of Shield. Right. Yes, Agents of Shield and and POWs. Ah, uh, you know what? We got two more episodes. I'll save my speculation for the latter half of the show. I think I think that we have so many different X factors involved that I can't wait to see where it's going to go because it's going to be something that is especially because it is only two episodes. Mm. It's going to be something rip roaring. Mm, I, so, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> And then the stinger. What? What? How about that? Stop getting all pervy with my Daisy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you need to take a giant step back. Just or I'm going to sick Wilkerson on you with his instant <laughs> liquefy mode. <laughs> this is great. It again, it makes me absolutely sure that this series is in absolutely safe hands, and it is not going anywhere in the very near future. You you would have to take the wheel and jerk it so hard to the left, into the embankment, uh, into the water, into the yeah, river, upside no. down, with no Teddy Kennedy get out of jail free card, and it all go wrong for this show to be canceled. I just don't see it. Ah, uh, always fun regaling an episode of Agents of Shield oh, on ABC and I'm Hulu exhausted. Streaming. I am too. Woo. But you know what? We got to push through. But we are going to take a break. We're going to take a break here during the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We will be right back. Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful, providing you with true return on investment. Real impact, thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. Hostage and crisis negotiations are some of the most demanding jobs in law enforcement. I'm Mike Wilkerson, host of whatcopswatch.com. Be sure to check out Lieutenant Pat Doring's book, Crisis Cops, the history of hostage negotiation in America. Check it out now over at twoguystalking.com forward slash crisis cops. 
That's twoguystalking.com forward slash crisis cops. The Two Guys Talking Podcast Bug, a truly original autonomous mobile recording solution. Get bit by the podcast bug. www.podcastbug.com. It's a situation we've all been in. Our younger selves, tucked snugly in our beds. Just as you're about to slip off to sleep, you hear a noise. What is it? Where's it coming from? From the attic? From the closet? From under your bed? Whether it's from books, film, music, or art, the thrill of being scared can be intoxicating. Join me, Nicholas J. Hearn, and my guests as we dig deep into what really scares us all on Two Guys Talking Horror. When it comes to security and law enforcement procedures, there's no such thing as too much information. Come get your free helping of free field training from Officer Tommy Model now at freefieldtraining.com. That's freefieldtraining.com. Everyone, welcome back to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a complete, detailed, and always educational review of each and every episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, this time, Season 5, Episode 20, The One Who Will Save Us All. Every time we come back from our break, we always crack open our S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers. The S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers are where Nick and I find an interesting acting portrayal, a not-so-common tidbit inside the episode, or something else that tripped our collective review evening fantastic. Nick, what do you got? We talked about a lot of things in this episode. Tons. There, there and was, didn't spend nearly enough time on it. it but it we, we covered a lot of ground. Yes. Uh, one thing that we did not talk about, and I do want to mention it, my S.H.I.E.L.D. dossier is filled with Kneel. Mm. And not just telling the aliens to kneel, I'm talking about telling Philip J. Coulson mm-hmm. to kneel. Yeah. Impactful. I I had a real problem with this part of the episode. Because again, storytelling, hitting the beats, you've got this character who, you know, used to be a hero. He was a general in the Air Force. You know, was a part of a lot of things revolving around S.H.I.E.L.D. in the later seasons. Tortured, messed with his mind, almost kidnapped a little girl, almost killed himself, was able to be talked down, but wants to fix things. And all of a sudden he's able to leap tall buildings in a single bound and he's the greatest hero the world has ever known. We talked about it earlier. It is a little cliched, and I'm hoping that all of those voices in his head are the reason why Talbot's ego is becoming the driving force, the driver in the seat of his mind, because the Glenn I know, the Glenn Talbot, the general Talbot I know would never do something like that to Philip Coulson. There's too much respect between those two men. No matter how many times they've lied to each other, it's not a one-sided thing. Of course, Talbot thinks it is, but Talbot's crazy. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to keep believing 
that he's still not right in the head. His cheese, cracker, no, they're not talking to each other anymore. <laughs> they've, they've divorced. They're in separate states now. But keeping that in mind, watching this scene, I, I, I felt physically sick because I don't want somebody that I really like as a character, like, like Talbot. I mean, yeah, he's an asshole sometimes, but that's his character. I didn't want to see him cause a man who saved his life not two episodes ago. And he does that to him? Almost does the whole squinch thing to him? Uh, no, I that, that almost became like a giant ding for me for this episode. Mm. Luckily enough, the chemistry set we talk about constantly where this show's review recipe is 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 involved i've been able to exercise some of my angst where that scene is concerned so instead of bitching about it i decided to shove it in my shield dossier that's a great dossier i think inside of my dossier has to be two acts of willingness the first act of willingness is to take and have the and it's always great to comply Mm. because I really did think that there was potential for a Manchurian candidate style oh, intervention yeah? here. And then Hale would just have all the cards, even though she wanted her daughter to be the, you know, the master whoops, Perry right. Mason moment at the end where she gets to do whatever she wants. Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't get to have that, but now is the programming that has been instilled inside of what was Talbot. Is that still going to work now after gravitonium impact? And the answer is no. <laughs> That's the first act of willingness. The second act of willingness is to outright squanch hail. Man, that's balls. Yeah. Uh, for for as painting the character as deep as you did with hail. Wow. Yeah. Just just a wow. And I I you and I've talked about it so many times I can't even remember anymore, but the whole thing of Oz on HBO where mm. they would spend seasons of of, of storyline and, and I'm talking deep storyline. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, oh, it's focused on for 45 minutes across three episodes and now they're dead. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about seasons yeah. of character development over the course of characters that, in my opinion, as beloved as jailed people can be <laughs> right. in prison. You know, you you have an affinity to root for slash hope that something will befall in certain name of character that is appropriate inside a prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And in many cases, it doesn't. I mean, like, at all. And I feel very much the same thing with Hale here, where just two, three episodes ago, she was hoping that she was going to be mama of the most powerful being in this particular part of the universe. Well, it doesn't always work out that way. You win some, you lose some. Right. <laughs> and so the act of willingness to have both the offering of the Manchurian candidate moment and then the penalty for enacting that potential. I love that inside of this episode. That's where we ask you guys what's inside of your shield dossier for this episode. Season five, episode 20, save Nick and I by sending us input over at agentsofshield.tv. Click anywhere on the right hand side of the page, fill out the quick web form and stop and tell us what's inside your dossier. Nick, the always interesting rating here during the last four seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been a very interesting one. And we've got some changes to the scale that I want to share with everybody. 
I'm just kidding. There's no changes at all <laughs> on the scale. <laughs> We're not fixing anything. <laughs> Nothing will change on this cracker. Shut up, and, <laughs> shut up and take a bite. Take the cheese. All right. So anyway, the scale, for those that care at all, <laughs> works thusly. Ten is on top of the digital mountain. We love this show. Number ten, number ten, number ten. One is down at the bottom of the show, something we haven't glanced across since... Everything starts at a seven as an average. The numbers go up with positives. The numbers go down. Yeah, right. With <laughs> negatives. <laughs> and everybody, there are no halvesies. Nick, what do you got? When I walked into the studio today, I had, because I had, I literally had just watched the episode, jumped in the car, drove here, was ready to go. So the drive here, I'm thinking, all right, this is what, this is what I'm going to say. And these are my thoughts. These are my feelings. And I felt that this episode fell short. Then we talk. We review this episode. Mm-hmm. And even though I do complain about a handful of things, I realize that that's more cosmetic stuff, really. Because for me, it wasn't for you, but for me, eh, the alien spaceship, the interior, a little lame. I could have gone with some more flashing buttons and maybe a doodad or two over there hmm. that buzzed or, or zinged or something. Give me something alien. Don't just give me flat metallic surfaces. The aliens, the, the members of the Confederacy, uh, well, wow, again, we've got a whole bunch of aliens that look kind of human with a different paint job. <sighs> Come on, guys. I, I know we're spending the money on the graphics, and the graphics look great. Anytime we do any CGI graphics, oh, it's beautiful. We have an alien spaceship, and it looks flawless. But we, we can't spend a little bit of money to give somebody maybe some dangly doodads off their mouth to where it looks like they're squid-faced. Can't we make our aliens look a little bit more alien? But again, that's just cosmetic complaining. That's nitpicking. So when you take the nitpicking away and you subtract it from the 78 that this show has, <laughs> it just goes down to a 77. And since I can't have a 77 or any halvesies, it's a 10. A 10. Yet again, a 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, Nick's willingness to want something from, I don't know, Futurama to appear inside <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> you know, you can go watch some, some freaking. Futurama give me give me it. one of those those bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Come on, man, give wow. me a Doctor Who villain. Look, that's too much to ask from this program, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> we could go and grab any one of a number of different people out of a bar or someplace, and you could have something that kind of looks different than human. And blah, where you'd are these have googly it. eyes? And then you'd have a 78. So I guess that's too awesome for you. Uh, bottom line, 10. This is yet another episode. You, you, I have to tell you, taking one of the worst episodes we've ever seen ever, not of this program, but of any any program we've ever seen, Inhumans. If we took okay. the worst episode of Inhumans, which, if I'm not mistaken, half of those were ones and ones from you and I, and if we, I was I was a hell of a lot more gracious in the beginning of the the season. I, I have no were. I have no recollection of any episode <laughs> reviews whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway, if we had that program in front of us and we were both giving it a one because zeros aren't possible on the scale, although I think they were, the bottom line is that you throw in a Thanos note inside of any one of those episodes, it instantly takes it from a zero to about an eight. And so that alone, being able to be willing enough, maybe there's your third contrition of being willing 
inside mm. of my dossier. Being willing enough to bathe in Thanos inside of this episode. Giant marks for me. I, I, I can't I can't tell you how important that is for this program to not just exist, but to have complete tether from last episode where they go the super awesomeness that's going on in New York to this episode where they literally talk about characters and the fate of Earth yeah. inside of it, inside of this one that actually gives, this is the big part, that actually gives a character inside of this show a completely different move. Mm, yeah. There wasn't, wasn't going to be any intention of going and digging up Earth for the missing Gravitonium uh, repositories that are buried yeah. underneath the surface of the Earth. Gee, that's awesome. These glowing pools. It's a complete, it's a complete game changer, and it absolutely changes the complexion of this episode from a ten to a ten because <laughs> we we don't have another number higher. And that's where we ask you guys, what did you think of this episode, season five, episode twenty, which appropriately is ten plus ten equals twenty. The one who will save us all. Let us know what you think by going over to our Facebook presence. That's facebook.com forward slash shield podcast. Chime in on one of the ones that's there or start your own new thread and tell us what you think. Until next time, I am Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. We're thankful you were able to review this covert communication reviewing the most recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the stories and soon-to-be legends on ABC. Be sure to tune in to our ongoing top-secret communication with agents all over the globe via our Facebook presence immediately, facebook.com forward slash S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, to be the first to be made aware of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news, the arrival of our newest reviews, and more. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a super show for fans of superheroes, Uncover the mysteries, critical information, and reviews now by accessing agentsofshield.tv. That's agentsofshield.tv. End this top secret two guys talking communication. It just accidentally happens, very much like the most recent 
Star Wars film. Nothing. You got nothing. Wow. Really? Can we? Can an episode of this show go by without you men- mentioning the Last Jedi? <laughs> uh, maybe the last episode of this series. <laughs> Answer the tone.